Blog Talk Radio. Solo por la vida voy. Solo aquí sin ti siento que moriré. Me miro en el espejo, veo una linda historia. La imagen de tus besos llevándome a la gloria. Recuerdo y me da alegría La noche que te vi con tu cara de niña Borraste con tus ojos mi melancolía Y yo sin ti Solo por la vida voy Solo aquí sin ti siento que moriré Y miro en el espejo una linda historia Llevándome a la gloria Solo por la vida voy Solo aquí sin ti siento que moriré Recuerdo tu belleza Pierdo la cabeza Siempre estás presente Dentro de mi piel Solo sensate yo va de un cuesta vista Recuerdo toda mi alegría El giorno que te he visto Tu apache de bambina La luna, el cielo y el mar Son ojos y sensate Sensate Solo en esta vida vado Solo sensate Pensó de morir Mi pedo me lo specchio Una triste historia La imagine de te Siempre en mi memoria Solo en esta vida vado Solo senza te Pensó de morir Recuerdo tu belleza No la dimentico Siempre estás presente Nei pensieri Llevándome a la gloria Solo por la vida voy Solo aquí sin ti siento que moriré Recuerdo tu belleza Pierdo la cabeza Siempre estás presente Dentro de mí
Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. You're tuned in to the Sasha Marina Show. So um, my guest today, uh, someone very special. Um, He's an author, which goes by the name of William Turner, and his most current novel um, is called A Murder in Our Midst. Um, It's it's the, the... how do I say this? The cover is quite intriguing, the, you know, the book cover. And uh, I guess the whole synopsis of the story is um, it's something that I, I, I'll see myself reading. Very entertaining. I, I don't know how um, much more how true the story is or if it's just the imagination, the imagination of our author. But um, I guess we'll talk to William about that. So without further ado, I'm going to have uh, Mr. Turner live on the air. Uh, how are you? Uh, hello, Mr. Turner. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Okay. How are you okay, doing? I could... <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. Okay. So, uh, like I mentioned, uh, your your most current novel, A Murder in Our Midst. Uh, th- tell us a little bit about that, like about this novel yours. I tell you what, um, it is based on a friendship between uh, an African-American and a Caucasian. Mm-hmm. They, both met, they both met at Harvard, and the only thing that they had in common was their shared home uh, in California. Mm-hmm. They became fast friends, and uh, Robert Winchell uh, would spend the summers in Pasadena with his friend. And after graduation... Uh, Raymond went to work for his multi-millionaire father, and um, Robert went to work with the LAPD. And Mm. after having been passed over for promotions, he gives up and moves to England. But he kept in contact with his friend. And he realized that something was really uh, amiss, although the letters were cheerful. So with their influence, they checked and found out that he had run into the same bigotry in England. So they used their influence and got him a job with Scotland Yard. And that was all the impetus that he needed. And he handled the case for the Queen, and uh, he was subsequently knighted. Everything was going quite well. His friend in California called him, sent him a letter, and said, come right away. Someone in my family is trying to kill me. He dropped everything and uh, comes to California but when he did arrive, he found that his friend was dead. And he okay. turned around and he says, okay, uh-huh. how's that? And so at any, rate, uh-huh. at any rate, he started uh, investigating, and more murders uh, were committed. And he subsequently found out that they were all connected to his friend. Wow. And, uh, Yes, and he found that he was that what was really unique about this is that he was investigating the very family that he called his own, that he had grown to love as his own family. 
and there was a resentment there. And uh, he was wondering why were they closing ranks. They told him that Raymond had uh, terminal cancer. And uh, unable to deal with it, he took his own life. Robert says, oh, no, I know my friend. He wouldn't have done that. He would make you take your life, but he wouldn't take his. And so everything begins to unravel. And he's going that last mile, that distance, to get his friend's murder. Okay. So, and... So definitely, it's 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 a a big mystery. Like like it, the the cover insinuates um, a lot. I mean, you can take it to your imagination without having to read the book. But it's definitely um, you know a, a mystery. There is this is this at at in any point of you writing this novel, do you insinuate any personal uh, stories or any personal knowledge of? Um, no. Of any experiences, no. <laughs> you know, I was commuting from um, Antelope Valley, high desert, to uh, mm-hmm. Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're on the uh, Metrolink, you get a chance to meet a lot of people. And uh, the people that I had met were police officers. And uh, we became fast friends. And um, they read the book and they enjoyed it. And one in particular was asking me the same question that you were uh, that you're asking. Uh, mm-hmm. It is based on a true story, and I tell them, no, mm-hmm. of course not. It's all uh, my imagination. Okay, but it's, it's incredible how you just created something and, and managed to tie, uh, you know, everything to be for it to be, you know, complete and um, for for the reader, you know, to, to understand. And um, is this uh, is this your your first in in this sort of genre of of, of novels? Uh, is this sort of it like is mystery? my debut. Yes, it is mm-hmm. my debut uh, mystery, and I'm following okay. it up with uh, "Death Comes for the President." I'm almost finished with that. Okay, okay. So, um, so now let's 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 rewind a little back with with your um your experience as as an author. You know, obviously you're, you're experienced. Where you know where did this love for writing um, come? When did you first begin writing novels? I tell you what, um, I think I sent our sister Agnes Bernard to an early grade, my high school English teacher, when she was teaching me uh, the difference between gerunds and participles. And uh, I don't know, it was like the most difficult thing for me to grasp. And when I got mm-hmm. to uh, college, uh, I had written my paper. And the professor had uh, written over the top of it. It's amazing at the high rate of illiteracy here in the United States. So I go dashing off to uh, one of my previous instructors. I said, what is he saying? He's saying, you don't have any style. I said, I don't have any style. I said, no. And I said, well, how can I get that? He says, well, I tell you what. He thought for a moment. He says, uh, read murder mysteries. And... uh, Mm -hmm. I went to the library, and I was there about 10 o'clock, and I didn't leave until closing. And I was reading Agatha Christie and Daphne du Maurier and all of this, just flipping through the pages. And uh, when I went back to uh, school that Monday, I was ready. And little did I realize that I had picked up a flair for writing mysteries. That's how I started. Okay. So that's – so – 
I mean, that, that, so some people, you know, some people try, they like writing, um, and it's so obviously it's something of, of a skill that uh, you, you're kind of born with. You could learn and you can perfect. Um, what what have you learned uh, as an author, as a successful author, I should say, in order to really prefer, perfect your, your craft of, of writing? You never stop demanding more and more from yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a reader who was reading uh, the book as I was writing it. And I had gotten to a point where I was going to do a synopsis, and I had done the synopsis. And he mm-hmm. told me, he says, Billy, I got something to tell you. I said, what's that? He says, your synopsis is a hell of a lot better than the book. So I turned <laughs> I, <laughs> After I'd gotten over the shock, I ripped the book up and started over. Surprisingly, the you, the mind is, uh, will give you more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And when you and when you write it, always have someone else to read it, but not try to write it along with you to make sure mm-hmm. that it makes sense. Definitely. And uh, that was one of the keys. And uh, with the publishing industry the way it is. It is highly subjective. You can't be thin-skinned with the Mm -hmm. rejections or the criticism that you might receive. Mm -hmm. There's always a market, and a lot of people go to self-publishing and all of this. And um, you have these uh, agents who tell you, well, we're looking for murder mysteries, we're looking for romance, and you say, my God, my lucky day. And let me shoot it off to them, thinking that you will get an audience. You have an ear. And mm-hmm. a week passes, two weeks, or you say, oh, my God, I got someone's attention. And then you get the generic uh, rejection letter. Thank you, but not interested. And during mm-hmm. my rejection letters, I was fortunate that I never got one that says, what makes you think that you are a mystery writer? Okay. I, was, uh, fortunate, I was fortunate with that. And, you know, um I, I I've spoken to, to to several several authors, but uh, I, I, each and every one, like, like you mentioned, some have gone the route of self-publishing um, because perhaps nobody has had given them the opportunity. You know, right? How hard? You know, you, you, and you just mentioned something that you really do have to have uh, thick skin, and that's pretty much for any industry. Um, that you want to pursue as a career in your lifetime. But uh, that being said, very few uh, very few authors become bestsellers. And, you know, and, and, and it's, I mean, you can be lucky or you can just say that you're great at what you do. And um, how, how, how can you put yourself out there as an author, if, even if you don't get picked up for novels or um you know, how else can you really put yourself out there for people to read your works? You have to just keep writing. You must persevere. Mm-hmm. You cannot give up. If it's something that you are committed to, you will keep at it and perfecting it and perfecting it. And hopefully <laughs> someone will read it like your sentence structure, like the uh, story mm-hmm. and... Uh, I I would tell everyone, a a lot of people look down on self-publishing, but it is the 
unsung author's way of getting his work out there. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, I was at work, and uh, I was a supervisor with the state of California. And one of my employees uh, told me, he said, Mr. Turner, you have a, a review. I said, what? That is when your heart sinks because your talent is out there exposed. It's just like standing before the world naked, and you're wondering if they're going to clap or start booing. And so at any rate, with temerity, mm-hmm. I went online to Amazon.com, and um, I had a glowing review. I was shocked. I received, thus far, I received uh, four four stars out of five. No, two four stars out of five and two five stars out of five. And uh, my postman uh, purchased the book. And uh, it took me a while to understand whether or not he was uh, flattering me or whatever. He told me, he says, uh, Mr. Turner, you are following clumsily in the footsteps of Agatha Christie. And... Uh, I walked back in the house, and I was walking around. He says, I said, he's comparing me to Agatha Christie. <laughs> and, and I was just absolutely floored. It was, it was a, uh, a monumental compliment for me. And uh, Midwest Book Review gave me a glowing review. Sacramento uh, Book Review gave me a glowing review. And uh, I'm just hoping that if I keep at it, that I will join the ranks of the uh, well-known authors. Mm-hmm. It's a humbling yeah. experience. You cannot have, uh, you cannot be arrogant, pompous, any of that. Uh, you just take it and you do your best, and that's all you can do. And you never uh, stop until you've reached your goal. Okay. So, um Definitely. Um, with anything, like I said before, you can never really. Uh, you have to really believe in yourself. Have to thick skin. I mean, that that goes uh, whether you're an author or not. Whether you're you're someone in the entertainment business. Whether you're a, a doctor in a hospital or you know anything major. Um, there's always um, something that something negative that if you you let it, it, it might bring you down or not. But that's besides the point. Um, where do you see no, yourself? no, no. You made a, a very valid uh, comment there. Let me mm-hmm. say something about that. If you receive mm-hmm. uh, a negative uh, comment, mm-hmm. you cannot allow it to uh, dissuade you. you. Exactly. You evaluate it. What are they telling me? Uh, I'll never forget, I was on the uh, train, and one of the uh, passengers said, uh, Mr. Turner, I read your book. I said, well, I'm flat. She says, well, I couldn't identify with... Uh, anyone in the book. I said, well, I'm terribly sorry. I didn't know you when I was writing it. And uh, <laughs> and it was like uh, Rebecca. Rebecca is a Caucasian, a very protected, attractive Caucasian. And she mm-hmm. acted like any mother, black, white, Asian, or whatever. She was definitive. And believe it or not, I, I modeled after a nun that I had uh, in high school. But at any rate, you cannot be thin-skinned, and you're going to get that negative uh, feedback. Uh, When you get the rejection letters, you're hoping that it's a contract. But when you open it, it's not. You get that generic uh, reply. Good luck. Okay. 
in all of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you, so what you, do just, you see? Yeah. It, what do you see yourself um, as a, as as an author, Billy, in the in the next um, couple of years? Where do you see your novels? What What is your ultimate goal with your stories? You know, I hope you don't think that this is being arrogant. I just bought a house, and I would love for one of them to be made into a movie so I can pay the mortgage. But uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, good. my daughter-in-law, good. My daughter-in-law uh-huh. is uh, a practicing pediatrician, and uh, I would just like to be uh, a well-respected, credible mystery writer. When okay. people read it, they can say, I can identify with that. Mm-hmm. And so you know, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. That, that, there, there's, um, that it's in the movie industry right now, there's somewhat um, a lack of credibility, I guess, in, in original screenwriters. So there's a lot of books being put into the screen. Would you be ever would you ever be a, uh, open to that possibility of your one of your mysteries being portrayed on screen? That would be quite flattering, but I'm not particularly interested in that milieu. Mm-hmm. I'm a very private I'm a very private person, and mm-hmm. um, that has a tendency of dragging you away from your craft. Yeah. You're devoting more en- energy and talent to script writing, inputting, and all of this, uh, as opposed to like if I'm in uh, like I'm home, and I get an idea, and I'll go to the computer and I'll write it down so I don't forget it, and then mm-hmm. surprisingly the mind starts to develop it. Uh, I was sitting in mass. I'm a Catholic, and mm-hmm. uh, the priest was just going on and on and on, and I said murder in the vicarage. And so I came back, and I outlined it, and I said, now, where am I going to take this? And then it dawned on me, and then I plotted it. And as soon as I finished um, Death Comes for the President, I'll do um, Murder in the Vicarage. Okay. The the reason why I ask is because um, a a lot of novels aren't uh, portrayed correctly or to the full story that it was on the book. You know, uh, movies tend to cut here and there and and sometimes take away of the whole uh, moral of the story, of the actual, you know, original story. So I know some authors are are not open to that. I want people to read my story rather than Hollywood changing it or whatever. Right. You're right about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's that uh, what I tried to do was write a credible mystery. But I also wanted to point out that the races are not at each other's throats as portrayed in the media. Mm -hmm. It's like... um, they, you find more of that uh, individuals with these uh, interracial uh, friendships. And it's not that you're going to read the book and then you're going to say, I'm going to dash out and get me an African-American friend. No, you mm-hmm. meet these people uh, at work in your everyday activities, and you find that you have a lot in common. And that's how you become friends. You invite them over to your house. You go over to theirs and all of this. It's not that you're sitting there looking, so I see a Caucasian walking down the street. I see a a black walking down the street. No, it doesn't work that way. It's that to make a friend, 
you must first be one. Mm-hmm. And you must be able to talk about any and everything without getting blown up. Uh, for instance, and it's not vulgar, it's that if uh, one person calls you an ass, ignore them. If two people call you an ass, ignore them. But if three people call you an ass, get a saddle. And mm-hmm. turn around and say, you know, you have a putrid attitude. You address that. You don't have an attitude that's inviting. You have one that's repelling people. You be open. I went into the uh, store to get some um, grass seeds. And I walked out and all of this. And the next day, this guy's passing down the street, waving and all of this. <laughs> and um, I turned around. <laughs> I, I said, uh, I'm here. And uh, he and I started talking. He says, uh, I work at the uh, garden store when you came in, and you seemed so nice and friendly. And that was it. It was the mm-hmm. personality. And so he waves every time he passes by. And he told me when he found out that I was a novelist that he was going to uh, buy the book. He says, now, you've got to be uh, patient with me because I don't make that much. <laughs> I said, just the <laughs> thought that you're, go- that you're going to buy it. That was it. That's sweet. So um, yeah. segueing from that, where can people uh, purchase your book online or perhaps in any local bookstore? Well, I tell you what, um, it's available on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. Barnes & Noble, and other book outlets. It okay. is, uh, it was, it was, and they can uh, get them to, uh, if they don't have it in the store, they can order it. Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Okay, so definitely Amazon.com is um, it's online for those who like to. I when I go to Barnes, I like to purchase the actual book, like go to Barnes and Noble. But um, like you said, um, if it's not in your your local Barnes and Noble, you can definitely check it out online and and um, search it up. I'm sure that just by your um, your name, William Turner, it'll it'll pop up. Right. So, so um, is that the only book that you have out right now? What other what other novels are out for people uh, to purchase? Well, that's the only one that I have out. That's, that was uh, my debut uh, mystery. And, okay. and like I said, uh, I'm almost finished with uh, 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 Death Counts for the President. And that will be okay. out within the next six months. Okay. Well, um, this, this, this all sounds... Uh, Pretty uh, pretty awesome, and I don't know how, you know what your sequels are going to be like. If if it at any point, um, I guess in, interlocks with a, a, a deeper sort of story. Uh, I'm thinking when when I see this, I'm thinking of Shonda Rhimes. I'm thinking of How to Get Away with Murder. I'm thinking of Scandal, but that's probably. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Who do you, you know, want to get rid of, young lady? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just see this so intriguing because I've, you know, I, it's really hot right now. This, this sort of stories are really hot right now. So, um, oh, yeah. I definitely think that it's, it's your time, uh, William, and, and I, um, I really wish you all the best with it. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, and I'm also going to look into your your novels. I wasn't um I wasn't sure where they were available, but I'll definitely pass by my local Barnes and Noble. I tell you what, the biggest compliment that I received so far is that it keeps you guessing until the very last page, because okay. there are those who can read a book and they can the first couple of uh, chapters. Well, we know who did this. 
Mm-hmm. But they say with yours, they, there are so many twists and turns, and you keep us on the edge of our seat. That that that's good because um, you know I've, I've read some books and 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 seen some shows, and sometimes things become predictable. You know, yeah, you're like. Oh well, this happened. Oh, I don't know what's gonna happen next. Cause I mean, it's only like you, you kind of already know. Maybe it's because you're familiar with this writer and you already know where their where their mind is. But um, but that's definitely good that um, keeping the viewer their, or the reader guessing. Um, it's always a plus. I mean, that's what intrigues us even more and drags us in even more. So that's uh, uh, I guess a great skill to have. <laughs> so, I tell you um, what, uh, when I had gone to my doctor. I asked him, I said, I would like the name of a poison. Uh, he says, who are you, who are you going to kill? <laughs> I, said, um, <laughs> I said, I want one that incubates. And he gave me the name of the poison, and I researched it. And uh, that is fine. But it's just the idea that, like you said, you don't want the book predictable. You want mm-hmm. the characters believable. That mm-hmm. if I walk, if someone walks up to me and slaps you, and they and you say, "Well, thank you, I needed that." No, you would respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you turn around, people read it, and they say, "Oh, I can identify with this. I can understand this." Definitely. And that is what I strive for: credibility. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Turner, it's been a pleasure having you on. It's been a pleasure getting to know a little bit about you and your style of writing and your your um, your book and your upcoming novel. Um, I really look forward to hearing about you more and um, whatever work um, you have under your sleeve. Um, I, I appreciate your publicist connecting you to me, and um, I wish you all the best in, um, in this uh, writing career that you've chosen to pursue. <laughs> Okay, and thank you very much. Thank you. You have a great uh, day, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Early Thanksgiving. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Bye-bye. So uh, there you have it, Uh, William Billy Turner, author of uh, In Murder in Our Mist. Like he said, this is his, like, debut mystery book. So uh, check him out. He has uh, another novel in the works about to release probably in 2015, and then he already has a little sequel after that in mind. So um, definitely he has his, his writing juices flowing. Uh, make sure to check out his book on uh, Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. I'm sure if you just type in William uh, Turner, his books will pop up. So thank you so much for tuning in. As for us, um, yeah, as for us, keep up with us at thesashamarinashow.com. I have a giveaway going on right now, which is totally awesome because it's for Cirque de Soleil, and um, it's for their uh, new show, Amaluna, and which will be premiering here in Miami December 11th. So for those of you that are in Miami, make sure or know somebody in Miami and you just want to, like, enter the giveaway and, like, give it to them for, like, an awesome, like, Christmas gift because it's, like, four free tickets. And um, that's a pretty rad show, even though I've never been, but everything looks amazing about it. So um, stay tuned for that. And just, like, I I guess that will be live on my site, like, in the next hour or two. So um, definitely uh, enter the giveaway, the free tickets. That's always cool. So thank you so very much. And um, see you later on with my brother, Robert Alfonso Hidalgo. Bye-bye.